This Nashville Super Speedway betting recap on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dogs Dominate Summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome in to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Cody is refreshed, recharged, and ready to hit a fun, fun, fun week ahead of NASCAR gambling. Uh, me, I'm still here, uh, and I get to uh, go away for a week, but not to have fun, Cody. Uh, well, I don't know. Drill's okay fun, but yeah, anyways, it, it doesn't matter. But yeah, uh, you're getting ready for a busy week at work, but we're getting ready for a fun week here uh, as we uh, chart the unknown, really, as it were. Yeah, not to skip too far ahead, but I'm super pumped up for the Chicago race week. Uh, it's going to be fun just from a fan perspective, obviously. Like, it's a big event, right? And we're going to talk about this tomorrow when we get into actually breaking down some of the bets. But you just have to treat this weekend as an event. That's what it is. We have no idea what to expect. Treat it like a super speedway. It's probably going to be a lot of long shot bets. Just kind of hope we hit something. Uh, and you're going to go really light, right? It's going to be. The super speedway treatment, go light, hope you hit something big, and just have fun. Uh, but it's going to be an exciting week. We got Cup, we got Xfinity, both on the Chicago Street course. Uh, I am excited for both of those. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how that happens and and what goes on exactly. But uh, at the same time, going to be a lot of fun. I'm super pumped up. And hey, we had a, just had a great weekend of racing as well. At Nashville, you kind of feel bad for Nashville, right? They kind of just get looked over the whole time because everything is about uh, about Chicago this coming up week. But a couple of great races, hit a few pretty good bets this weekend. Uh, some unexpected, whatever the hell happened on Saturday in the Xfinity race. We'll obviously get into that. Carson Hosovar, my guy pulling through for me in the truck series. Uh, so yeah, great weekend overall. I had a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, yeah, some just really good racing in the books. Yeah, and really, all three races had their fair share of great racing and then just frustrating moments. It was always just, it had everything. Like, Nashville had everything for us. It had three wide, it had three wide for the lead, and it had plenty of caution laps. It had, like, I, I don't know, if it was a blockbuster, a summer blockbuster, I would say that it definitely had everything for us. And, you know, like you said, it kind of got looked over, and... Yeah, there were parts of all three of those races where it was kind of like, okay, you know, everybody's just kind of riding along. And But, I mean, when it, when it got bunched back up again or even in, in some spots where lap traffic was starting to get in the mix, didn't feel like anybody was running away with the race. Everybody could be reeled in at any point. That That has been the intermediate story of the year, I think. Like, all these intermediate tracks in the past, there were if it went green, the cup race was like what? The last 116 laps is a long time was the green flag racing. And Chastain wins by what? Two seconds over Truex? Like in the past, that would have been a 20 second win. And there's like eight cars left on the lead lap. Like these intermediate tracks would just get so spread out. And now it doesn't. Like there was still kind of a thought at the end there. Like maybe Truex has something for him. And there was still some anticipation. And, and of course, you're waiting for that caution flag to happen. And, 
and them to get bunched back up for a restart. But yeah, like you said, great racing throughout. Again, these intermediate style of tracks. I know this is on the shorter end of intermediate, right? But still pretty close. They've produced good racing. Um, and I think, yeah, we didn't get the the bunch of restarts at the end or the dramatic finish necessarily, but it was still a good race to the end of it. Um, and yeah, I'm very happy again with the product we've seen. You're going to have your, your keyboard warriors, as Mike Joy likes to say, that they like to complain about everything, of course, but I think it was three pretty good races and uh, and pretty exciting events in Nashville this weekend. Hey, if I'm being completely honest, though, I much preferred the way the race ended this time around than having all of those overtime starts and and like you know last minute cautions and stuff like that. I didn't need any of that. Like I don't I don't yeah. need overtime for this race to be exciting. Like I can find ways to make this race exciting without having to have ninety five percent of the field crash out just to have an overtime start. You know. Yeah, well, and I think it was Denny Hamlin and, and William Byron talking about that on, on Denny's podcast this week. Uh, if that's what you like, if, if we get into a, a late scenario this weekend, it could be a record for green-white checkers at, uh, at Chicago because we'll, we'll break down that course again tomorrow, like I said, but there's going to be some crashing and some big crashes, I think, in that one. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, they showed the track, obviously, uh, tons of times over the course of the, of the uh, broadcast, but, I mean, it's like, a couple of drag race strips uh, with some really sharp turns. So I'm, I just want to know, I mean, I want to know how an F1 car would, would behave around those. That's a lot of straight line speed to, to have there. You know, it's, it's going to be disaster. One car wrecks near the front of the field. It's going to be a 30 car pile up in some of these corners. It's, it's, this is going to be extremely interesting. It's man. They've never, ever done a street course in NASCAR history or Kyle Petty talking about that on the post race, like his dad never even raced on a street course. So it's, this is going to be an event for sure. <laughs> yep. Well, let's not look ahead too far. Cause we got to look behind at Nashville, but I also want to look ahead to some bird dog short summer. That's, that's what I'm designating. This is a bird dog short summer. What is bird dog shorts? Well, they're stretchy khaki like shorts that just fit slimmer through your thighs they make you look so sculpted and so amazing i'm telling you that's what you're looking for out of shorts right you're looking for comfort and you're looking for being able to walk around the beach without getting laughed at at least those are my goals so hopefully those are yours as well <laughs> bird dogs is going to help you do that they do the exact same thing that lululemon do but they actually fit way better Bird Dogs has fixed the issue of you wearing those shorts that are stiff and constricting and cotton and disgusting and, and make you look like a 79-year-old man. Well, no offense to 79-year-old men. Y'all look beautiful out there. Uh, but, you know, if you're 25 years old, you want to look that part, right? Well, they did this by inventing cloud knit fabrics. I pissed off all the grandmas out there. I'm sorry, grandma. Uh, the, all the cloud knit fabrics that look just like khaki, but they stretch way better to give you a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on movement. Plus, and more importantly, Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. You're going to want these shorts. Go to birddogs.com slash pool. Enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumblers if you needed any more reason to get your hand on some Bird Dogs. You're going to get that free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You don't want to miss out on taking you don't want to take off your bird dog shorts either i'm telling you right now we promise you sorry grandma honestly <laughs> I, I i don't even know what i was doing the, the grandmas the grandpas we get them all involved here yeah. well grandpa's like i hate you and grandma's like oh give him some it's okay it's okay he didn't mean to say it <laughs> right give him a word now we get the grandma now we got the grandma and grandpa impressions by Rod. It, does, it just doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody, or Tuesday when you listen to this. I'm so. Uh, all right. So, yes, the truck race did start it off. It was the Rackley Roofing uh, 250 over, or 200, rather, uh, over there in Lebanon. I'm telling you, it's Lebanon, Tennessee, not friggin' Nashville. Uh, kind of got mad every time they said it. But this race, man, I'll tell you right now, it, the most frustrating start I think I've ever had to a race in general and, and I, i'm trying to think back of, of it maybe it was this season or no it was just in my life this is the most frustrating start to a race why because we couldn't even get five laps in without a first caution and then like i mean it was a first lap 
the first lap, something happened. Didn't even get a lap in, and we had to run a few more laps of caution. And then we get back on the track. We're like, oh, outstanding. Nope. Can't even get another lap in. Another caution. I think we ran, oh, I don't even know, like 16 caution laps in, in the first stage. Like most of the first stage was run under caution. In total, seven cautions for 43 laps of this 153 lap race or 150 Ryan, lap they race. Were, uh, they, were, they were trying to get you prepped for uh, Chicago Street Course this oh week, Rod. God, I just, <laughs> I was so over all of the cautions. Now, finally got running, but uh, yeah, definitely not a. Not a fun start. Fun ending, though. Carson Hosevar leading 40 laps. Taking it home for you, Cody. Yes, that was, of course, uh, the big bet we hit on the weekend. Carson Hosevar got him at 8-1 to one early in the week. That was great. Great to see by Hosevar, right? It's uh, He had the one win at Texas. You know, in a way, kind of backed into that one with the late wreck and and snuck through and, and got the win. And so, like he said, after he crossed the line, like, they can't say this one's fake now or, or whatever he said. And and he's got a point, right? And, and he gets it done. Um, we know the talent is there. We've seen him have these strong runs. Seems like something just kind of always happened at the very end, right? Not this time. Hosovar gets it done. He gets the win. Um, and, and, you know, it holds off. A guy like Zane Smith, I was starting to sweat at the end there. It looked like Zane was starting to catch him a little. And I'm like, this motherfucker is going to catch him. He's going to win. Uh, luckily Rod gave him out as a winner, so we'll be okay. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it, yeah, it's, uh, man, I'm so glad for Josevar. So good to see. He's one of those kids that like, you really just love him and in the hearts there. I think he's got a really bright future, massive rumors of him going to that eight car next year for junior motorsports. Uh, I think that that's, that's a high likelihood of that happening. Um, especially as he continues to mature, right? kind of seen the progression he was wrecking a lot of people for a little while he would purposely spin out to bring out the caution he needed right kind of those little things and now he's starting to put it together starting to get these he's on a streak of what he's got four or five top five finishes in a row i mean things are clicking now coming out here dominating the latter part of this race getting the win that's all all huge huge steps for Hosovar. um and so yeah great start i had him over grand end finger that did cash at minus 110. Uh, Endfinger, where did Endfinger end up? He Definitely not a good day for Grant Endfinger. I mean, he finished no, in 13th. He, had some, he finished yeah, he in 13th, yeah. but he just wasn't running well at all. Like, he wasn't in the mix at, at any point during the race to make it interesting. I mean, he started yeah. He started well, he, yeah, but he started yeah. started sixth, yeah. and then he'd, he dropped back to eighth by the end of stage one, and then he was kind of out of it in stage two and didn't really see him again, which... I think was kind of the, the point here, right? Is Endfinger has had these jump up spots where he's been really good and we've seen him get these wins, but on a week to week basis, isn't necessarily as consistent. So uh, that's kind of where I was leaning on that one. And, and luckily that one cashed out pretty good. Yeah. I mean, and obviously my Endfinger top three was not a solid bet for that at all. He didn't have a top three truck, did not at all have a top three truck that entire day. Uh, and it started in qualifying. I mean, obviously we didn't see it as well in qualifying. So. That was just a rough way to Although do it. Sixth, sixth is a bad start. I mean, yeah, but when you get a guy at a two to one for a top three, but downhill from after qualifying. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. And then again, he didn't benefit from any of those cautions either because it just sort of shuffled him around too much. So couldn't get a clean start really. Uh, but one that did happen quite quickly was uh, Christian Eckes over Ty Majeski. Uh, I don't want to say thankfully, but Ty Majeski did get caught up in the mix. Uh, there at, yes. at uh, one of the things he, he just had a bad yeah. whether it's whether it's his fault or not like just cannot avoid things that are happening and that was why we faded him in this scenario right why you picked against him like it's just things seem to keep happening that whether it's in his control or not it's almost Sheldon Creed like right it's like he just can't catch a freaking break and it happens again and man didn't he start really good too Time uh, yeah, he started in eleventh. Yeah, I mean, he started eleventh, yeah. not bad, but uh, yeah, just man, can't can't seem to shake the bad luck bug. No, and and you know, it wasn't as if Grant or uh, Christian Eckes rather had had himself a, a huge day. He finished in twenty third, uh, but he was running around the top ten, especially at the end of stage two. But again, his truck started to fall off, and and you know, he got caught up in a lot of craziness too, and 
Yeah, I just, his finish, and I almost thought for a second Majeski was going to rebound a little bit maybe and, and have Ekis, but I mean, obviously Ekis ran uh, most of the laps. He let uh, 148. Majeski, thankfully, went several laps down before he could even get going. So, um, yeah, I mean, that one was a no-brainer from the start. But like we said, we kind of said it too. It was it was Majeski not running well lately, and and now is the perfect time to pounce on matchups against him because he can't get out of his own way, you know. And and whether it's him, whether yep. like you said, it's somebody else, and it he's, just happens. Uh, he's going to end up being like Ross Chastain, where mm-hmm. we're going to keep fading him, and in one week it's going to bite us because he can do it right. And that's what we've said with Ross: like it's going to flip, and when it flips, then you got to watch out. But until then, I think you just got to keep going against him until he he can get over that luck. I had Stuart Friesen over Nick Sanchez. I got to stop sleeping on Sanchez. Qualifies on the pole, second in stage one, um, and ends up third place in the race. Like, had a very good race. Uh, Friesen was caught up in one of those wrecks. He got spun out. Uh, didn't really recover too well. Ends up in 18th. So, but really, this one wasn't close all day. Uh, Sanchez was the much better truck. So, uh, this was just kind of a swing and a miss by me. Yeah, I mean, Friesen's day ultimately ended pretty much on uh, that lap 142 caution where he got caught up in a mix with the 19 and the 23. That was that was where Christian Eckes' day uh, went to hell, too. So, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you right now, it was it was some, just those cautions were so frustrating. There were so many cautions that just made you cringe, and, and that was another one. I mean, you want to talk about just having bad days. That's that's what happens. And these guys get all bunched up, especially in the wrong situations. And, yeah, it's it's just a, it's a frustrating day for that. Uh, you know what's not frustrating, though, Cody? I will tell you right now. It's playing an underdog fantasy because underdog fantasy best ball mania is kicking off right now. Best ball mania four is underway. Underdog's giving you $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. There's so many ways to win over on Underdog, and it's active in so many states. Get over now to underdogfantasy.com. Use our promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. So... I had, like I said, uh, uh, Smith. Oh, I didn't say it. I'm going to tell you now. I was moving my eyes over to Endfinger because I was already there. Uh, but I did have Zane Smith over Corey Heim. This one, buddy, was contested for so much of the race. I mean, obviously, Heim comes out, leads 57 laps of this race, wins stage two. You think to yourself, Corey Heim's about to take this all the way. But Zane Smith uh, finds a way to, to lead 11 laps as well. That truck was fast, Cody. That 38 truck, well, he was moving through the field. Even when he got caught up in, you know, pit pit stuff and whatever was going on with the Zane throughout the day, no matter what happened, he moved along. And, you know, Corey Heim finished in fourth. So this this was one where, you know, when you talk about being a, a position or two away, this was a position or two away. And and Sand and Heim was even in the mix there too at the late uh, the late laps. So I almost thought for a second that this one was going to finish the other way, but thankfully Zane Smith pulled this one out for us uh, and and cashed this. Yeah, these these are these two guys, the best two drivers and the best two trucks. Hard to argue at this point. Uh, I really wish that Heim would have held on to that third place finish because I did have him at a top three, a plus one ten. He lost it with like God, there had to be like five laps to go when Sanchez passed him. I'm like, no, come on, just uh, if we would have hit that, we could have double dipped. You get could have got your matchup. And could have got Heim top three. I had Heim plus four fifty. I'm gonna continue to bet on Heim almost every week. Like, dude is just so freaking good. I love betting on that kid. Um, but man, just not his day. Props to you for hitting the Smith over him. Bet minus one ten. Speaking of uh guys finishing <sighs> one spot apart, heartbreakingly, I decide to finally bet on Matt De Benedetto, and it bites me in the ass, Rod. I took him over Chase Purdy. Matt Benedetto finishes seventh. Chase Purdy finishes sixth. Ugh, the heartbreak, the disgust. Man, I just... And the Matty D was the right call, too. Yeah, it looked good. I thought he was going to cash your... You had him as a top five bet. At five I thought to he was one. Cash the five to one. That looked like it was going to cash until very late. Um, Man, he was he he was in the top five with like 15 minutes or 15 laps to go or something, and then... Mm-hmm. 
slowly just lost it kind of there and lost those couple of spots. Didn't end up cashing either of those bets for us. Just, man, it was so close. Ugh. Seriously, and he was too. He was he was fifth. He was in fifth until the very, very end. He started to drop off, and Bailey Curry got past him. Chase Purdy got past him. Like, And that, my heart sunk. Once, once Bailey Curry got past him, I knew it was toast. I knew that that was it. There was just no way he was going to try to get back up there. So uh, I, I was so frustrated. But yeah, Matty D., Five to one, Cody, for a top five finish. <sighs> Almost so hit. Nice. So close. Ugh. So close. And that was Dang. the right call. We were on, and, and it's funny because we had said it too. We were like, this is gross, but we're going to do it because Matty D's actually been good lately, so let's take a chance on him. Sure enough, I almost should have just locked it in as a top 10 for sure. Um, but, oh, but we don't get top 10 odds in the trucks. That's, nah, that's the problem. True. That's true. That's why we can't. Otherwise, we would be killing them probably. <laughs> yeah, we we'd would. be bidding a lot of those. But uh, my Ed Carson also of our top five plus 110. Obviously, that cashed. Um, also, had him to win at eight to one. And I had host of our to win the truck and Xfinity race at plus 22,000. Rod, that was so great. He wins, obviously, the truck series race. I'm sitting on a pl- I got it at like, by the time I got to Iowa, placed it. It was like plus twenty three fifty or so, twenty three thousand five hundred. I think was the odds. So I, I threw a couple bucks on that. He wins Friday night. I'm like, okay. And he had qualified really good Saturday for the race. Here we go. That was feeling pretty nice, but obviously he got wrecked out on that one and uh, didn't cash. But it was a fun sweat. I might keep uh, might keep throwing out some parlays for for multi race winners where they let us do that. Um, but hit the host of our top five plus one ten. Hit host of our to win at eight hundred. Um, and then obviously I had Haim. I talked about that. Had Friesen as well to win twelve to one. We talked about him. I don't want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had Zane Smith to win at plus four fifty. Obviously, look, we were we had this race surrounded, bro. You, I mean, Haim, yeah, we picked three of the top, or yeah, three of the top four drivers. Yeah, like, pretty good. And the guy with the longest of those odds is the one that won. So mm-hmm. even better. <laughs> yeah, no, I seriously like we had this race surrounded. So I, I'm I'm happy with our handicapping, even though some of the results didn't happen. Uh, I still think we were on the right track for a lot of these. I had the winning car over 24 and a half. Man, I'm telling you right now, if nothing else, I am just going to give out one bet the entire weekend, and that's going to be it because it uh, seems man. winning car numbers are, are where it's at what right now. Hit. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this recap, and uh, we'll see you next week. That's it. No. Just bet winning cars, and we'll <laughs> oh, be good. Wait, we have to talk about these other races, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. And let's do that. Uh, let's turn our attention to the 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 Xfinity race, the Tennessee Lottery two. So uh, remember where we said that uh, this was not a super speedway? Mm. <laughs> that was a joke because uh, this race made this look like a super speedway run. Hey, this race was the one where we ran most of the ones under caution. Uh, why? I, I feel like it was, I said the truck race. Maybe it's because I still had it. No, it was both of them that had a lot of these these cautions early. Uh, yeah, both of them. Yeah. yeah, but the Xfinity race, that was the one, my friend, that had 11 cautions for 58 laps. The majority of them came. We didn't get one lap in on this one. Now, the trucks, we did get five laps in. I. I'm old memory. I'm trying to go back. But uh, yeah, the, the truck race we did only, or the Xfinity race we did only get one lap in and then a couple more laps in before the big one at Nashville again. Uh, and then from there, it was just demolition derby all the way around. I mean, this race to me, it was icky. It was it was so bad, but it had some good spots too. Like I said, AJ Allmendinger, I, I think I like him again. He holds up the guitar at the end of the race. Uh, hard not to not hard to hate him, especially just given the fact that we know his struggles. I, right? I don't know how to feel because we kind of dogged on AJ. We did. And, we were you off know, his him. odds were like sixteen to one. Some people got him like twenty two to one, and we were like, we didn't really want to consider him if he doesn't get the damage that I think helped his car go a lot faster. Like if you look at the data, his car clearly was a lot faster after he got the damage, and if it wasn't a demolition derby. I don't think he wins, so I don't know. I'm I'm so torn on was it a good call not to pick him because I don't think he really just went out and whooped everybody and won like he maybe would have, but he still won. So it's like, damn, why didn't we pick him? But 
I feel like we weren't wrong for not picking him. So this is this is I I, I kind of had like a come to Jesus moment as I was <laughs> going over today thinking about the the recap of all of this and just thinking as far as the handicapping process goes, he was not one of the fastest cars, uh, like you said, until until he got damaged. If you tell me that you can handicap damaged vehicle <laughs> being faster than everybody else. Now, granted, if you picked AJ Allmendinger on pure speed, good for you. I'm happy. Like, I'll never. Oh, I'll yeah. Ne- and, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, if you picked him, if you bet him, and we had, I think it's JDK had him, like, to win either way, top four, like, hit a whole slew of stuff. He'd call that early in the week. Yeah. Shout out to him and, like, shout out to anybody that, that got it. That's great. We're happy for you. I just, I don't know. Like, when you think about, we're trying to think about the handicapping process, like, did we miss something here? I don't feel like we really did. I think he he still earned it. I don't want to say lucked into it because it's not lucked in, but the circumstances had to fall this way, I think, for him to win. I don't think if you run this race 10 more times, I don't think he wins it again. Like no. I, and, and honestly, the thing is is that, and, and I know they brought it up and everybody likes to likes to be keyboard warriors like you and Mike Joy said, but <laughs> if NASCAR... And I said this in the in the Discord too. NASCAR had the entire race. The NASCAR had the after race. NASCAR had post race oh, yeah. inspections. Like if NASCAR deemed that that was a big enough advantage, he he wouldn't have that that win. That win would be straight well, yeah, from Yeah, and it's not. And I I can't remember. I'm trying to think of which uh, which podcast it was. I think it was Door Bumper Clear where they were talking about it because they had. Uh, I think it's Taylor Moyer is is his name the the crew chief for the number eight uh josh barry in the in the xfinity and he was talking about like you know back in the day like the jackman would try to like punch in the side of the thing like something like that i get right but this wasn't like they tried to go gain some advantage like he literally got in a wreck if you have to wreck and then your car just happens to be better after like that's not some type of they didn't just do something you know they didn't go pull out a fender or something like that so i don't think it by any means i'm not saying that they should have done anything like i think that you let it go, right? It just happened to be the damage that he got, happened to be in the right direction, happened to make his car faster, and great for him. Like that's awesome, and you know, congrats if you had him. But again, I don't think he was the fastest car on the day. I don't think he was the best car on the day. Shout out to our guy Riley Herbst. Gets a new crew chief, ends up in second place. Might uh, might be back on the Herbst train Done here soon. I don't him. know about yeah. I don't know about it at Chicago Street Course this week, but after that, maybe we'll talk about him again. Um, but yeah, just, uh, interesting Zane Smith in that 28 car. I was almost kicking myself, Rod, because I had looked at his odds when I was looking, you know, doing my research and I'm like, the 28 just won the previous week. It's St. Smith. I'm like, nah, it ain't. And then he ends up having a great run finishes in seventh. Uh, so shout out to him as well. But like we said, what, just what a race, what a interesting whole day basically in this race. Uh, I'll start it off. I had Hosovar over Ch- uh, Chandler Smith at minus 110. Hosovar comes out and qualifies fast, right? Eighth place. Great starting spot for him. And then one of those wrecks where the leaders just all took each other out, gets caught up in it. Uh, Chandler Smith, for his part, qualified in second place, so a good start for him. Um, he ends up finishing in 12th, though, so not really a great, especially with all the cars that ended up out in this, not a great finish. Um, Hosovar was uh, up to fourth, by the way, in one, so was having a really good run. But obviously, when those leaders got taken out, he was just wrong place, wrong time. Nothing of his own doing. Uh, and unfortunately, that's what killed my parlay. Also killed this uh, head-to-head bet. A lot of good cars taken out in that one, too. That was that was the one where AJ got the damage. That was the wreck. Yeah. So, I mean, well, that that's was, where what Ty Gibbs went out in that one. Yeah, the twenty-one, uh, the nineteen, the ten, the seventy-seven. Yep. yep all yeah, of those guys. yeah, that pretty much sank Austin Hill's day. Yep. He was involved in that. I think Sammy Smith might have even been in that one. He got a little damage, uh, but not not yeah. he got it on lap sixty-eight. So that's right, where he got it. Yeah, but yeah. Ugh, rough day. Yeah, no, it was tough, and that's the thing too. Of that that wreck at the front, that was the one that kind of made the day a little more interesting than I think it needed to be. Um, I had Allgaier as a top three finisher at minus 120. <sighs> Just a frustrating day for Justin Allgaier. He had his spots. He looked okay. He looked like he was going to be okay. And then not at the same time. Uh, nowhere near <laughs> the just, front 
in, I in like how stage. Rod Rod comes in with all JRM bets this week, like a full slate of JRM bets. And then we get to qualifying, and Brandon Jones in 15th is the fastest JRM. It I'm was, like, oh, boy, this is not a good start for Rod. It just no. it did not look good. No. Hey, but listen, I mean, there was, what, two two JRM cars at least in the top five. Yeah. So I wasn't oh, too far day, off. So, yeah. no, you, you didn't end up as far off, but I was just like, whoa, what a bad start to the weekend, right? And I think that was – that was Allgaier's problem. Starting in the back, he got caught up. He got didn't he get swept up in that one of those very first incidents, right? I think he got some damage there, and then things just didn't quite uh, go his way the rest of the day. Well, yeah, Allgaier Allgaier ended up starting um, in sixteenth. Uh, yeah, sixteenth. So it wasn't that good, but he did get caught up in that first big one uh, with the yeah. twenty nine, the thirty nine, the seven, the twenty seven, and the 07. So. Yeah, it was it was that one where right after the restart, all hell broke loose again, yeah. and he got yeah he got caught up in it. So, kind of ruined his day from there. And yeah, pit strategies and stuff like that. That was all. Yeah. Yeah, I had Sam Mayer over AJ Allmendinger minus one ten. I would place this bet ten out of ten times again. Mayer started thirty fourth, and was looked good. Was fast. He fought his way all the way up to third. By the end of stage one, he was already up to eighth place, fourth in stage two, consistently up front throughout the day, um, but falls a little short. Obviously, AJ ends up winning the race, uh, but had, again, I, I would go back and make this bet again. Mayer had a great day, um, and AJ obviously ends up winning and, and cashing his side of the bet, but I don't think this was a bad bet at all. And I also had uh, Sam Mayer to win Group C that had Sammy Smith, Austin Hill, and of course, the ultimate winner of the race, AJ Allmendinger. And listen, I'm I'm a little I'm a little happy with the way this was because I I told you that the good value was there at plus two eighty for Mayer to win this group. Mayer finishes third. Unfortunately, AJ Allmendinger finishes first. So that that was the only hang up in that one. He does beat Sammy Smith. He does beat uh, Austin Hill. So yeah, I mean, again, just- yeah, again, another good bet, especially the value you got it and. Of course, AJ wins and ends up not cashing this, but value-wise, it was there. These were the right bets to place. Um, and so, again, there's obviously if you don't cash a bet, it doesn't cash. Like you can just fight all you want, but it doesn't cash. But the thought process is right. If you're making the correct bets, that's what leads to you being positive on the season. It's betting for a reason, right? It's a gamble for a reason. But if you got the right thought process, if you're placing the right bets. That's what's good about it. Um, and next one, this was thought process, right? John Ernemachek over Ty Gibbs, plus 115. This was basically the two best drivers in the two best cars. You're getting one of plus money. Give me that side of it. That's how it ends up working out. John Hunter starts 21st, a rough qualifying run for him as well. Qualifying was what got this whole thing started off. Like mm-hmm. You knew this Xfinity race was going to be so wacky because the lineup was just so freaking strange and the way that some of these guys just did not qualify well. Um, but then Ty Gibbs running up front early, he was, you know, the main culprit, I guess, in that big wreck there, took out a bunch of the leaders, ends up in 37th. So you easily cash the plus money on John Hunter. Um, but again, like the truck series race, this would have been like a Heim Smith type of bet. I think had these guys both made it to the end, they'd have been within a position or two. You take the plus money side of things because things like this can happen. That was exactly the thought process. If Ty Gibbs doesn't make it to the end, you cash the plus money. If Gibbs beats John Hunter, well, that's what was expected anyways, right? So kind of a win-win. And again, worked out in our favor, so we'll take it. Another bet that worked out in our favor was Josh Berry as a top five car. Thank God. Thank God. I mean, this was still even money at plus 100, but damn it all. That that one finally had to had to hit. Barry started 23rd, man. He drove his ass off to get there, and he almost didn't get there. In fact, uh, Barry was was not really going to be in the top five until the very end uh, of the, the race. It was just he methodically worked his way up there, and I was nervous that he wasn't going to finish inside the top five come the end of the race. He still had to hold off guys like Nemechek, Zane Smith, Daniel Hemrick, Cole Custer, like... The, the race for second through fifth was a lot closer than the, the race for the win. 
Um, and, and the margin of victory for the win, AJ only beat Riley by 1.3 seconds. So even that was kind of, uh, so, I mean, thank God for Josh Berry. Cause I would have had a blank card if that were not the case. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know how mine cashed. I, I ripped this ticket up a long time before the end of that race and somehow it hit, but I had Austin Hill top five plus 170. man, just dude just finds a way to be there. Right. That was the whole thought process behind this. Got the damage, survived, made it to the end. Fourth place finish for Austin Hill. Cash is the plus 170. Wasn't pretty rod, but I'll take it. Mm -mm. And pit strategies, too, at the end of that, because they only had but a few set of tires to go through anyways, and a lot of guys had to stay out on on old tires. And so, um, you know, I, I kind of played played a big factor in the end of this race, and, and uh, that's a lot of why I think uh, you saw what you saw toward the end is, is that kind of thing. Um, I had Brandon Jones over Sheldon Creed. Look, Sheldon Creed salvaged a pretty good day out of what was disastrous. I mean, and I say pretty good because he could have very easily been uh, completely out of it. But he managed, he managed to find his way back up to a 17th place finish uh, after just, again, man, bad luck for all of these guys. He, he just didn't have what it took. He wasn't, he wasn't directly involved um in this but like any in any of the big major crashes but he was very bad for most of the race uh but he was not as bad as brandon jones because brandon jones ended up uh in 24th place uh, and that is of course lower than 17th that poor brandon jones man i don't know these oh, he's got to be ready for 2024 like yeah yeah just move on and and figure something out it's been such a man i had such high hopes it's, it's so disappointing i hate to see it i love the kid it has been a season to forget for brandon jones uh, actually again, i take was, that back he did he was brandon jones did get in that accident in uh with sheldon creed it was the two of them yeah. that were running together yes and they took each other and, and it I was looked like, like oh look like as, the, be as the wreck yeah. was as the wreck was finishing i saw jones kind of sliding farther ahead and i'm like that might be enough to cash this one and then they both ended up continuing on, and uh, but yeah, that could have been that could have been an interesting finish there. Yeah, I had John Hernemacek top three plus one ten. Man, Nemacek was just not his normal Nemacek self this weekend. Like it wasn't the John Hunter we're used to seeing. Top ten all day, right? Top ten in stage one, top ten in stage two, finishes top ten with a sixth place finish. Not a bad points day, all of that, but just not the the John Hunter we've used to seeing. I don't think he got caught up in any of those wrecks, did he? So that was what was really strange. You would have thought after all these other big shots get wiped out, like the floor is wide open for John Hunter. Like after guy after guy kept falling out, I'm like, this is opening up perfectly. And he just never really had anything else, which was, was kind of a sad thing. Unfortunately, I had him to win also plus 500. Obviously didn't work out. Austin Hill, 12 to one. Again, another good bet on him. Ends up with that top five finish there at the end. He got damaged like AJ could have been in an opposite scenario where he gets the right type of damage. Uh, and then Carson Osovar, 25 to one. I'd place that bet again as well. Showed up fast early. Uh, like I said, qualified in the top 10, top five in stage one. Gets caught up in the wreck, wrong place, wrong time. But if he avoids that wreck and he's one of the few cars left, that's, that's a fast car. That's the type of race you want for a guy like that. Like, if you have some of the big wigs get wiped out and he's still around, perfect time for him to win, riding the momentum of the night before. Man, that uh, play would have been an epic cash, but uh, we'll just have to keep dreaming of that instead. Hey, I mean, it, again, it's, there's still plenty of time left for, for dreams to come true. Uh, this is one winning car bet that did not cash. Uh, I had the winning car as odd. Obviously, the 10 car is not odd. Therefore, uh, that one did not cash. And then Algeyer, uh, at plus 350 to win, ah, he just didn't have it. And and unfortunately, that was the sad part about it. It was just not not in the cards for Justin Allgaier for that race. So uh, all in all, though, again, it was entertaining at, at points, frustrating at many more points. And uh, yeah, it's just I'm happy to put that one to bed. I'm looking forward to, to this coming week and watching these guys navigate the street course, really. Yeah, exactly. It's It's going to be. Man, I know Cup Series guys allowed in that race. 
So there's going to be some ringers entered. Justin Marks is going to be in that race, Ooh-hoo. in that car that Almendinger just won in. That's going to be fun. It's, man, I'm I'm I don't want to look too far ahead yet, but I'm pretty pumped up for this the Chicago race. It's going to be fun. It will be. Uh, all right, we have the Cup race to look back on, uh, but we'll do it right after a word from my favorite podcast on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues... And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J. Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold the ally 400 turned out to be um entertaining no honestly and this was this was probably one of the better ones of the weekend obviously the the three wide for the lead there was always some sort of action going on in the track and of course cody as you know we love to give you plenty of things to cheer for up and down the card. And therefore, some of these we're giving you the opportunity to cheer all the way down to like 25th and 26th and paying attention to who was a lap down and who wasn't. But uh, Ross Chastain, look, I think the takeaway from this entire race is we're, we're kind of done fading him for now. Uh, I think he's back. I think he's dangerous. And I will own fully that I considered him to be neutered. but. Again, doesn't matter what I think, matters what he thinks. So, like, I, he went out and won this race, and and I got to tell you, Cody, the watermelon celebration, I don't think it's ever going to go away. Oh, no, it's it's a great thing. My daughter loved She, We had it on in the hotel room the last few laps there. She loved the, uh, the watermelon celebration, thought that was pretty cool. Dude, he makes it so hard to not like him. Like, he's such a likable guy. He gets out. He's got so much passion, like talk about an old school way to get there like this dude was driving the shittiest of shitty cars just making laps starting and parking like and now look where he is at the top of the sport uh, again the parody in nascar right now like for the most part yeah it's the gibbs and hendrick show but not always Trackhouse, penske other teams are up there 2311 other teams are up there competing uh we knew this was going to happen right it's not it's not surprising it was fade Chastain until he wakes up. Guess what? He's awake. So that's done. Throw that fade Chastain out. It's no longer a thing. Now he's back. He's got the confidence. He's got the swagger. He's got the win. He got it done without causing any big, you know, he didn't have to spin anybody to do it. He made that one three wide with the lap cars hey, at the end there. That, that was pretty was hairy. Awesome though. He split it that like sweet. a video yes. game. And he talked about that in the post race too. Mm-hmm. I guess Almarola and Almarola spotter have made it very clear. They're not going to be nice to him. He felt like that was his chance to get around there without getting held up. That's going to be something he's going to have to continue to, to work around. There's guys. Gregson was one of the guys he lapped at one point. Like, and it took him a guys, while to lap him too, yeah, because guys are out not. to get him. They're yeah. not going to make it easy. But he got it done. This was his first, like, true. Like, and Junior said it too, like his true oval win. Right? He had a super speedway, had a road course. Now he's done it. An intermediate size track ish, whatever the hell you want to call it. But he got it done. Led to the end, much like a Hosovara on Friday night. Same thing here. Uh, so good to see for Ross. You love to see it for him. Wasn't great for our bets uh, in that way, but uh, that's how it goes sometimes. So. Shout out to him. Uh, definitely a great run. Uh, Eric Jones in eighth place. Whoa, Rod, what the hell? Legacy found something they hadn't had before. That's that's kind of an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Maybe they're figuring some stuff out in that camp. I don't know. Um, and then Almondinger getting another top 10. I think that's the second or third in a row heading into the Chicago street course. Who knows what will happen this week with him, but... Uh, I'll kick it off. I had Ryan Blaney over Ross Chastain, plus 100. I don't think this was a bad bet. Um, Blaney had some speed throughout the day. That big restart kerfuffle, whatever the hell happened, where Kozlowski missed the shift or the car didn't go into gear or whatever the hell. 
that was a disaster. Obviously, Blaney smacked the wall fucking hard. No safer barrier in that area. NASCAR is obviously going to probably have a safer barrier next time we go there. Man, I, it's surprising to me that there's anywhere other than road courses. Obviously, they're so big. But how do we have, and I've heard multiple people say this, but it's 2023. Like, why are we having a conversation about walls without safer barriers? That that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And yeah, sure, that's not, you know, well, that's not a spot they reckon too often, but but he did. So like it's right past the start finish line. I don't know, but that's man, I, yeah, that, that stuff should not be happening. Luckily, he seems okay. And we've seen guys come out of the infield care center in the midst of next week. Hopefully that's not the case for Blaney. Hopefully he is actually fine, uh, but a scary hit for sure. Um, so yeah, but shout out to Chastain, right? I took this one at plus money because I was just on the fade Chastain bus. He obviously wins and Blaney's days ended early. Actually, I think he finished in dead last, uh, right next to Chase Briscoe. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to, uh, Chastain and congratulations on his win. Yeah. And I had Blaney, uh, and Harvick in a head to head. Obviously Harvick took that one. I was Harvick a plus money over Blaney and uh, this one actually even wow. was a lot closer too because Harvick what a, was running what a heartbreaking day for Harvick. Oh, like, for sure. He was he was running so dude. well for a while. He was ninth at the he end got of stage caught speeding, two. Caught caught speeding. Sent to the back. Fought his way all the way back. I think he was what fourth again. Mm -hmm. Having a great run, despite the fact that Stuart Haas is clearly a fucking dumpster fire. Oh, we're about to get into that, but holy shit, those cars are bad. And Harvick was getting it done again. What are they going to do without Kevin Harvick next year, Ron? That place might implode. It could, Ooh. unless jo or unless jo Josh Barry. Or, uh, yeah, but Barry, gets it done. Barry is going to be fine, but he's not Kevin Harvick. No, like, no, 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 no. And, and then I, and I heard some people also talking about this. Like, so you got Barry in there. He's going to be a rookie. Yeah, he's kind of a veteran, right? He's an older guy, but he's still a rookie. You got Priest kind of been around a little bit but not really at a top level team briscoe's still young and slower than jj yaley on a weekly basis who's going to be in the 10 car like eric almarola is not a big great veteran leader necessarily and i think he's done after this year. and, I, and no it's way. all signs point to him being done do you put another young guy in there then who like what's going on in the Stuart haas camp that's sorry for another day but interesting uh but speaking of we both had Stuart Haas matchups, Eric Almarola over Chase Briscoe. I believe that we said that Eric Almarola could finish 25th or 30th and still cash this bet. Either place would have been fine. He chose 25th, light years ahead of, of Briscoe. Uh, JJ Yaley outran Chase Briscoe, Rod. I know. Chase Briscoe did not get involved in a wreck. Nope. He did not have a pit road penalty. Nope. He didn't have any type of tire go down. No type of mechanical issues. He straight up lost to Rick Ware Racing and J.J. Yaley. What the fuck is going on with the 14 team? How are they so bad? It's a Stuart Haas racing car, Rod. How are they so slow? Like, full disclosure, I was on vacation with the family this weekend. I didn't see the entire race, right? And so, like, I kept looking at the thing, and I'm thinking, Something had to have happened to Briscoe. Like, I tweeted out at one point. I'm like, did something happen or is he just this slow? And he's just that slow. Like, why are they so slow? He got beat by Rick Ware and JJ Yaley. He's driving with the Mahinda tractor on it, Tony Stewart's tractor on the, on the car. He That's... would probably get better results if he raced the tractor. <laughs> well, what is going on? I don't understand, man. That. And then Kevin Harvick is running fourth at the end of the race before he has a flat tire. Like the differences in that garage, like uh, man, it, it just it's got to be embarrassing at this point for that group. Like he barely beat Ty Dillon, barely beat Brennan Poole, barely beat Josh Balicki. Uh, man, I mean, he beat Tyler Reddick because Reddick had the the loose tire, you know, lost the tire and lost all those laps and stuff. So. But that, I mean, that's just, you know, and then obviously Blaney Gill and wrecked out, but oh man, just rough. But anyways, that was our, our bet that we were lockstep on easily cashed. It just, again, not even close. Like 
I will take anyone in a head-to-head over Briscoe. Give me Josh Balicki. Give me BJ McLeod. I would bet those guys against Chase Briscoe every week. Like, and you have a legit shot to cash, and that's what's that's what's crazy. JJ well, Yaley beat him, Rod. JJ <laughs> fucking Yaley. Too bad what? we're not going to get those ones. Oh we're not going to get JJ Yaley over Briscoe. Give me JJ Yaley versus Chase Briscoe as a head-to-head. I mean, not so much next week. It's going to be a shit show, anyways. But whatever. I don't know what's after that. I think it's Atlanta next. So that's kind of not doesn't count either. The next true oval race. That's not a short track. Short track. We're going to be cashing some bets on Briscoe when we get to short tracks because his price is going to be insanely stupid. But what? So and for Eric Almarola though this one almost didn't this one had had its moments of fright too because Almarola had gone uh kind of Briscoe had jumped him at one point uh until Briscoe had to had to pit thankfully but I, if Briscoe would have stayed out I mean Almarola may not have have cashed this one too because Almarola kind of slunk in the back after a couple of issues as well I mean he was running well and then and then disappeared for a while uh, especially during a pit cycle in, toward the end. And and again, I was watching that ticker. I was like, oh my God, Briscoe, why is he ahead of of Almirola right now? And I was like, man, oh, that's right. He hadn't pit, so thank God he had to pit again. Because yeah. if he didn't, <laughs> if, if if Briscoe would have tried to stay out, it may have been that Almirola didn't. didn't and I, this, was, this was closer than I thought it was going to be. But in the end, thankfully, Briscoe briscoed himself. So I'm, I'm okay with that. While, while we're on the, the subject of really slow cars, too, Joey Logano finished in 19th. Corey LaJoy was legit racing Joey Logano at the end of that race. That The defending champion, to be so slow, I don't, man. Again, sort of a Ford thing because outside of, I mean, geez, yeah, Kozlowski in 11th, the best finishing Ford. Like, obviously, Harvick would have been up there he was, I think, fourth or fifth when he had that flat tire late. But then Priest is the next best Ford in 16th. Like, Ford has figured some stuff out, right? Blaney obviously got wrecked out of this one early. But overall, Ford's still struggling mightily. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I had Denny Hamlin over Ross Chastain. This one was close, right? Hamlin ends up in, in third. Had points where he could have easily won this race, I think. He ended up winning stage two. He was fast. Uh, just didn't have enough at the end for Ross. Again, this was the Fade Ross Chastain tour, which has now concluded. Um, but Denny Hamlin's right there as well and, and look fast. Toyota again, three years in a row, dominates the race, loses to a Chevy late. Oof, rough for Toyota. I, well, I mean, listen, if, if if there's any handicapping that you can take out of that is obviously if you're gonna live bet stage wins, if you could do that at some point, take the take the Toyotas to do that, but take a Chevy to win the race. Obviously, Reddick well. winning the first one. Uh, Denny winning the second one, and yeah, I mean it was all all hell broke loose after that. And and look, two of the three, two of the top three were Toyotas, right? It was it was Truex, it was Hamlin. So, uh, on to something there. Uh, all right. Speaking of which, uh, of Fords, I had Chris Busher to win the group consisting of Ty Gibbs, Austin Dillon, and Stenhouse. <sighs> Man, Busher had this for so long, and then. Uh, a couple of uh, pit cycles went wrong, and then he started sliding back. Gibbs actually found himself up to good pit strategy uh, around at the top 10. Obviously, he slid to 14th, uh, but, you know, Chris Buescher in 18th. And at one point, actually, Austin Dillon was ahead of of, uh, of him, and he was actually, he finished ahead of him. Chris Buescher started to hemorrhage spots at the very end of the race. He was His car was falling off so much over the last... I would say 15 laps or so, and it was just, it was bad news all the way around. Austin Dillon finishes in 13th, Ty Gibbs in 14th. Shout out to Austin Dillon, though, for a 13th place finish after uh, giving up on him completely. Um, And then, of course, Ricky Stenhouse was probably the only one uh, in 22nd position that that did not beat Chris Buescher in this group. So, I don't know. This one was cashing most of the day until it wasn't. So, I'm, I'm not mad. Plus 280. He was one of the, the least favorites in this, so I'd still take it. Obviously, Kozlowski finished uh, in, in uh, 11th, higher than all of them, and they were running together toward the end there a little while. Usually so. usually the 6 and 17 are like tied, tethered together most yeah. of the time, yeah. it seems like. So, yeah, I mean, Dylan was surprised 13th place. Like That's like a win for them at this point. Like They've had a rough, rough season. Um, and Gibbs, oh, we've talked about Gibbs. 
By the way, he's 50 to 1 in some places already to win this weekend. I've already claimed that in the Discord. Hopefully you're in there cuz uh he's I'm I'm going all in on Gibbs this week. He's going to get his first win. But shout out to him for a good run. Uh, again, I think you would probably place that one again. One I might not place again, Stenhouse top 10 plus 240. Ugh, he started 28th, he finished 22nd. I don't think he ever got much better than that throughout the day. Not a Stenhouse day. He'd been good here before. He's a concrete guy. Ugh, just didn't. That was that's all I got. He he didn't have anything during this race and uh, didn't turn out well for Stenhouse. Nope, not even a little. Uh, all right, surprise, surprise! I cashed a winning car number bet. Uh, <laughs> winning car number under nine and a half. Ross Chastain in the one is under nine and a half. But I was also surprised because Elliott and Larson uh, back there in fourth and fifth. They they yeah, never had Larson. an opportunity to win, but yeah. What? What was up with Larson? It's not a good day all the way He's around. Not fast at all, which was so again another reason not to bet him on a weekly basis. Yeah, because he's not always the fast. Like he just had nothing. So well, interesting. I I don't know. I grabbed him live once at eighteen to one because he should never be eighteen to one, but he never had anything. It was that was an interesting thing. But I had William Byron top five plus 100 finished in sixth place rob and he lost it within the last within the last five laps yeah like he had top five yeah. all the way until larson passed him and larson got him late yeah, yeah. that was kind of sad because i thought for sure that was going to be the one to cash Ugh, i mean yeah i don't know he was top five all day like he started fifth third in stage one fourth in stage two sixth at the end of the race so close Close doesn't count, and uh, didn't miss out on that one. No, no, no. Uh, I had the Larson and Elliot Quinella. Hey, they finished back to back. They it was Elliot and Larson finishing uh, in fourth and fifth, not first and second. So obviously that one didn't cash, unfortunately. But I mean, hey, listen, they were running together. I, I was not wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, you, you should get extra. That's like one of those things where you should get extra points for that, right? If they. If they still finished back to back, even if it's not first and second, but yeah. uh, little reduced oh, well, juice or something, I don't know. I guess not. I had Kyle. We both had Kyle Busch. That was kind of our our lockstep to win plus nine hundred. He had a rough day right from the start. Right, a flat tire. Not very many laps into that thing. Held on to it though. They ended up. He had enough fuel to make it to the end. So they were doing all right. Then he got caught for speeding by going. So so speed limits forty five. They give you the grace up to 50, and he got going 50.01. Nobody in the history of NASCAR has gotten more speeding penalties than Kyle Busch. Oh, he did it again. Uh, and then it just kind of I mean, fought back and finished in ninth. But when you have that many issues in a row, it, it sinks your day. And he showed speed throughout the day like they were a fast car. They just never really had a chance. Blaney, 12-1, to 1, didn't get to see it, right? He got caught up in that wreck. I think Kyle Busch was actually spun. He was part of that wreck somehow. I don't remember if he spun or if he was just one of the cars that slowed down and shot to the inside or whatever, but he was involved in that somehow. Alex Bowman, long shot, 30-1. to one. Not been much life from Alex Bowman since he's returned from his injury. Starts 15th, finishes 17th. Didn't really leave that range much throughout the day. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's what's going on with the 48 car there. Well, I, I know that Bush was leading late. I mean, that was the thing. He was leading from lap 247 to 258, his 12 laps that he led, uh, and, and before Alex Bowman inherited the lead, obviously, on the pit cycles, uh, and then, of course, Ross Chastain at the end of it. But, yeah, he was he did get caught up in that uh, that restart there that took out Blaney. It was, it was him that actually hit Blaney and then kind of glanced yeah. off. Yeah, and then Blaney... My outrights trying to take each other out. <laughs> That's what it was too. So yeah, frustrating day for the outrights on that one. But um, we still had some good stuff. Obviously, we'll, we learned a lot about what we're going to look for now coming in the future, and you know, a lot of a lot of stuff to take away from this weekend. But I, I like I said, am ready to put this behind us and go to Chicago. Let's go. Yeah, now we got two weeks in a row of basically super speedway race. We're gonna we're gonna bet it as super speedways for both of these. That, those are some of the most fun weeks because it's just chill. You, you reduce your bankroll, throw a few things out there, have fun, pray for some long shots. 
It's going to be a good week. I'm excited. We've got the Xfinity series. Again, no cup guys in that race. So you're going to have your, your Xfinity regulars and some ringers. Um, and then we got the cup series guys, which there is also some ringers rolled in for that one as well. Uh, some guys we've never even seen before that have some street racing uh, background. So that's going to be interesting to, to break down and uh, see what we get out there for bets. Like I said, uh, odds to win have already started to trickle out. So uh, should have our full slate tomorrow for our Tuesday night show like normal. I'm excited to see Max Verstappen in the 01. Uh, just kidding. That's not going to happen. Uh, all right. <laughs> Dude, well, Lewis Hamilton's talked about it before. Oh, that would this be, so be awesome. I mean, obviously, F1's racing this week, so not possible, but this would be like the perfect type of race for him. I agree. Uh, All right, we'll break it all down for you tomorrow. We got Chicago coming for you tomorrow, Uh, so let's just put Nashville away for the year, and we'll come back to it next year when when it's time. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get ready for Chicago tomorrow with our Cup Series episode. But, Cody, let's put everybody to, uh, well, let's put everybody to what they got to do. Maybe they'll finish their coffee or get to work. But uh, let's send them on their way. Remind everybody where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Got a couple of NFL pieces coming out this week, so make sure you check those out. IndyCar is back this week. I got an article for that. Maybe, just maybe, we'll uh, have a special Friday episode with some IndyCar since we have a, a day to play with if we get some odds in time, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, check that out. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast as well. We'll be back this week for that as well. So uh, full weekend of racing. Be a good time. Great time. Follow me on Twitter, at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is the back road, and, of course, my articles for frequency's sake uh, coming out. Keep an eye on the Twitter for that as well. Be back tomorrow talking Chicago, baby. We'll see you then. And until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.